welcome to this episode on season four of Building Digital Community. I'm your host, Chirag Shath, and I'm in the last semester of my MBA program at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University. Now, Building Digital Community started off as a project to help build relationships in a world where we couldn't meet in person due to the COVID-19 pandemic. However, since its inception in August of 2020, this podcast has become so much more. It's become a platform for people to share their story and an opportunity for us to strengthen this amazing community and highlight some of the great people within it. Make sure to follow us at Building Digital Community on Instagram or reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or on Twitter at ChiragShet24. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. On this episode of Building Digital Community, I'm welcoming my friend Andrew Dupuy to the podcast. Andrew is coming towards the end of his MBA journey at DeGroot and is excited to leverage his management experience at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and accelerate his career into the consulting industry. Andrew has a passion for triathlons and is always looking for people to run or cycle with. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew, and let's get going. Andrew Dupuy, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Greg, how you doing? Good. Happy to be here. Truly. Happy to have you here. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time coming. I feel like having you on the, the show and I'm happy we could finally make it happen. I know. Secretly, I was thinking in my head at the uh, the very end, I was like, maybe I could be the last person yeah. to be on this podcast. And then <laughs> I made it happen. Look at this. Oh, we made it happen. This is, is this episode 60. It might be 60 or 61. Uh, I can't remember, but this will be uh, this will be the last guest on the podcast, Andrew. So it's a good uh, way to uh, to wrap things up for sure. I am honored for sure. All right. So as you know, we always like to start off with some rapid fire questions. Um, so I got, I got about three ready for you if you're uh, ready to go. Yep. All right. So I know you relatively recently completed the half Ironman. Yeah. Uh, running, swimming, or biking, which was the most challenging for you to train for? Uh, to train for would be the biking because it's my least strongest event. Mm-hmm. Um, and because when you're training for that distance, you have to put in a lot of time on the bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really make up a lot of time if you, if you train well on the bike. And so that was definitely the, the hardest one to, to put in time, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, during the actual event, during that half Ironman I did, it was by far the run Yeah, because unfortunately I pushed a little too hard on the bike and the run, uh, the run really got to me. By the Is end, the run the like, last one that you completed yeah. out of the three? Okay. Yeah, sw- swim, bike, run. Okay, that makes so sense. So by the end, I, I wasn't feeling too hot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Crossing the finish line, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, do you have another like uh, either half Ironman or other kind of like athletic competition uh, in the works? Um, so in June, I'm doing the Olympic distance triathlon in, in okay. golf. So it's more uh, shorter distances and a lot faster. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working on some speed right now. And cool. then at the end of the summer, uh, a couple of friends and I are doing the half Ironman, but as a relay. So some okay. will do, do the swim, some will do the bike, and then I'll finish off with the run, which is my strongest event. So, mm-hmm. so it kind of, kind of works. So that'd be fun to do it as a team. Very cool. I like it. Uh, setting those goals, pushing the boundaries. I like it, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question for you. If you had to delete all but three applications from your phone, which three would you keep? Assuming you keep like the built-in like phone messages apps with three on top of that again on the uh th- the same kind of triathlon thing yeah. <laughs> i have this app called uh training peaks which helps with uh, workout planning okay. so that's one that i that i uh, deal with all the time 
and then I guess I do Strava and mm-hmm. just honestly the Globe and Mail, which is kind of lame, I guess, but the Globe, <laughs> the Globe, Globe and Mail, those are some, some pivotal uh, apps that I use all the time. So yeah. You got to stay educated, know what's happening in the world. Global exactly. Mail, a Doing a business school, going to business school, you got to know what uh, what's happening in the world. So, yeah, I recently got the, uh, the wall street journal, um, subscription. Cause it's, uh, I think it was like $2. They had the promo. It was like $2, um, a month or something for the first year. Um, yeah. so like might as well, uh, try it out. So I, I like that as well. Um, yeah, and it's so nice just having it on your phone and just getting kind of those push, push notifications all the time. So. Yeah, exactly. It's good. good This is uh, hopefully hopefully this gives your listeners a bit of a a chuckle, but uh, this will tell my age, but I I still have the paper delivered to the front door. Oh yeah. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Every, every Saturday. I know that's really lame, but uh, (laughs) I I just like, it makes, makes you sit down and actually read it. It's uh, Uh, it's old school, man. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, last rapid fire question for you. This is the one I like to ask, uh, the, my guests, especially the guests that I'm, uh, I'm friends with as well. Um, or close friends with as well. Uh, hot dogs, sandwiches yeah. or not sandwiches. And this is my, this might be one we've discussed in the past as well. I think we have an, and, uh, I go back and forth all the time to tell the truth. It depends on the day, but truly I think that it is, uh, it is not a sandwich. Okay. I agree. It's not a sandwich. You agree with that too? I agree with that. Um, I'm not sure what if I should. It? What is I'm not sure if consensus? I showed you uh, this in the in the past, but there's this uh, one of my old managers sent me. It's called the Cube Theory of Foods, um, okay. and it assesses what whether it's a sandwich. It classifies it based on where the starch is located. Um, so if you got the starch <laughs> on the top and the bottom, then it's a sandwich. If it's yeah. on like the sides, but it's connected like in the middle, kind of like a U, then it's uh, it's classified as a taco. Okay. Um, okay. So, I, it's, I know it sounds crazy, but I would, uh, I may, I may put hot dog in that taco, taco has category. You, have you done some analysis in terms of, uh, what are your, uh, ho- our guests have said in terms of their, their ideas? That's a great see, question. See I feel which, like, uh, which one is, is taking yeah. the lead of whether it's a hot dog or not, a, or it's a sandwich or not a sandwich. You know, that has really been the goal of this whole podcast is, is really just, just getting a big enough sample size to answer that question <laughs> for, uh, for the audience. <laughs> and with 60 episodes, I think you now have it. So yeah, I, I think that, I think we've reached that mark. So I got, I got to crunch the numbers a little bit, but we'll see what the, uh, what the guests are saying, hot dog sandwich or not. But I think most, most people have said no. It's a no. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, which I, I agree with. Yeah. All right. So Andrew, um, obviously we know each other pretty well, but for some of the listeners who may not know you, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, what brought you to, uh, where you are now. For sure. So completed my undergrad at, uh, Laurier in kinesiology is what I graduated in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know what? I, I really enjoyed my time at Laurier and the sciences that I, that I was learning, had a great, great experience and, and met a lot of great people. But when I came out of uh, my undergrad, I didn't necessarily want to pursue uh, anything within the, the sciences. So I decided that I'd <laughs> jump around anywhere and, and decided that uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car was a great spot uh, to, to start where I start off my career when I got the job. And then so I thought, okay, I'm going to stay at this spot for, for a year, two years, uh, see how it goes and, and then jump ship to go somewhere else. But I ended up staying at enterprise rent car for, for six years and worked my way up yeah. to pretty high up in the company. So I had a, I had a great, uh, great experience there, but I always wanted something a bit more. 
uh, and because of that science background, wanted to have a bit more of a business education, learn some of that finance and accounting. So then ultimately mm -hmm. decided that pursuing an MBA was a great, was a great jump. So yeah. I did that and happy after those four terms, uh, happy that as of now, basically finished up, which is, uh, which is great. And then starting uh, work uh, in Deloitte on May 30th. So very excited mm -hmm. to, to start open up the next chapter of, of my career. And then, that's obviously work side, career side, but just in terms of me, definitely uh, like to have a, a good time with friends and, and stay active as, as much as possible. Obviously, we've already talked about swimming, biking, and running. That takes up a, a lot of my time. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's me. Very cool. Um, so you, you mentioned kind of your time at Actually, before we get into the enterprise stuff, I, I actually didn't know that you had the uh, the sciences background. We might have talked. I might I might have forgotten that, but you, I, I just remember that. And um, uh, I also had the like bio background. Yeah. Um, so similar on the sciences side, and then realizing like, oh, maybe we are more uh, we're swaying more towards the business end of things, and then wanting to kind of firm up that knowledge um, as well. So interesting, kind of like overlaps there. Uh, yeah. at, at Enterprise, you were part of the uh, the management trainee program, right? And is that kind of how you were able to work your way up? Exactly. Well, well actually, at Enterprise, everyone starts at that management trainee okay. level. level. Um, even the current CEO has worked her way up from the bottom of the of the rankings, mm -hmm. I guess, all the way up to the CEO. Um, so it's and within Enterprise, they only hire internally as well, which is a, is a really interesting and. and cool aspect about the company is that mm -hmm. you ha truly have to work your way up the company in order to, to achieve it. And because it's such a unique thing that you're doing, unique business mm -hmm. uh, and unique business model, I guess, then you truly have to understand what's going on at the base level to, to be able to execute higher up as well, mm -hmm. because it's not like you're, it, there's, there's so many moving parts and it's very different than a lot of other businesses that, that it's a good, good model to have. So yes, exactly. I, I worked up my, through the management training program. Yeah. Awesome. And I really like that kind of that premise of, you know, really investing in, in your employees and, you know, providing opportunities for them to work their way up uh, within the organization. I feel like that's probably one of the reasons why you ended up staying there as long as uh, you did, because you were able to kind of grow with the same organization. Absolutely. The, one of the things they value the most in managers or, or in, in employees is their ability to promote those underneath them and build, mm -hmm. build a culture and build those that are, that are, uh, you know, I guess in terms of role beneath them, but, but, uh, their employees. So yeah, it, it's, it does drive that culture of we are a team. Like let's, let's do this together. What can I do to help you? And, and really elevates the entire organization as a whole because of that aspect. Mm -hmm. So it was a really, it was a really interesting company to work for. I really enjoyed it and gained a lot of experience that it was very, very dynamic business model in terms of that as a, as a branch manager, which is where I ended my time at enterprise. Mm -hmm. um, you had to do it all. You yeah. had to manage your team. You had to go out and, and market for more business. You had to run the operation in terms of organizing vehicles and, and, uh, and then obviously customer service, you're mm -hmm. at the front counter managing what's going on and. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, then you decided to kind of pivot, I guess, a little bit and, and pursue that MBA. 
And you touched on, you know, that idea of kind of like wanting a little bit more out of, out of your career. So hoping like maybe walk me through that, that process a little bit more and a bit more in depth on kind of like that decision to, to start the MBA and maybe a little bit about kind of like timing as well. Cause I feel like that's um, a big question that many people have with regards to, you know, starting that whole MBA experience. Like what was it that made you think, you know what, now is, now's the time to uh, get this going. Right. And, and as I said, there's, a ton of good things about enterprise, but there's also some things that are, are not the best. And, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest things for me was the fact that in order to continue to move up in the company, you had to relocate. You had mm-hmm. to go where the location that, or the branch or the area that needed you, you had to go to that spot in order to take the job. Right. Um, so I was at a branch manager level, really thinking that my next step would be uh, an area manager level. But the in order to make that move, I was most likely going to have to relocate again. And then after three more years there, relocate again. So it was, mm-hmm. I felt it was very hard to establish a bit of a, a solid ground. And mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily want that going forward for a long period of time. So I, I figured that I, it would be good to, to, again, do that MBA elevate my, my education mm-hmm. and, um, and really learn that finance accounting, kind of the, some more of the managerial stuff that, that I might've missed, uh, in undergrad, mm-hmm. but got a taste of an enterprise and really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that's kind of what's, what truly sparked okay. the, the idea of, of moving. And, and I had the idea of doing my MBA for a, a long time. Yeah. It was just, when do I do it? And then truly I think similar to you when COVID happened, everything just aligned yeah. well in terms of obviously uh, enterprise took a bit of a hit with, mm-hmm. with COVID uh, in the rental industry. So um, yeah, this is a good time to move. Yeah. Make, make and, a switch. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting how like, you know, something like COVID obviously a huge challenge to, to so many people, but also kind of, it seems like for both of us presented a little bit of an opportunity um, oh, absolutely. And like, this is, this is an opportunity for me to, you know what, invest in myself a little bit more and, uh, finally make that jump, um, to starting the MBA. Cause similar to you, like I knew I always wanted to do it, but just timing was always the, the biggest question for me. Um, and you know, COVID, you know, there's a, I feel like when, when things like this happen in the world, things like COVID, it can, you know, start to, exi- you can start to exhibit that kind of like fight or flight response. Um, can either kind of like go through the motions or actually kind of like use this as an opportunity and, um, be a little bit more intentional, I guess, about it. And it seems like for both of us, at least we wanted to kind of like maximize on that, uh, opportunity and take that time to, again, invest in ourselves and, and make that jump and make that decision to, you know what, might as well start the MBA now. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I think, uh, I think it really worked out. And I think mm-hmm. for our peers as well, it, it, yeah. it's worked out in terms of timing wise as well. Of course, somewhat unfortunate that not every one of our terms have been in, in person, but mm-hmm. to a degree, the online experience was equally viable as, yeah. you know, businesses continue to operate online. For sure. Um, so I think even, even learning that element is a valuable skill to have going forward as we, as we continue to 100%. jump into the next chapter. Yeah. Sure. And you know what? Like we make the best out of things. Like obviously. Absolutely. Look know, what we're doing right now. You exactly. built a whole community on uh, with a podcast. <laughs> exactly. So you know what? Like 
yeah, like we can't always control the the hand that we've been dealt, but we can control we can control how we respond to it. And I feel like going back to that fight or flight, like I I feel like we definitely fought through this couple of years and again made the best out of um, not the the best. Uh, you know, we didn't obviously didn't start under ideal circumstances, but we really you know made the best out of that whole experience as much as we could. Absolutely, I completely agree. So awesome. So you know we're. Uh, it's crazy to say we're, we're about a week out from the end of this whole, whole NBA. Um, you're, you're a little bit closer with, uh, with a bit fewer <laughs> deliverables on, uh, on your end for the next, next week or so. Um, but, you know, ref, as you reflect on kind of your two-year experience with this NBA, um, what has been maybe, you know, some of the best moments for you as well as, Maybe one or two of the biggest like learnings or challenges that you uh, you overcame over this time. I'll answer the second one first, and then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll jump back to to some of my favorite moments. But one of the things that that I was reflecting on this week, actually, because this week for me was a, a pretty heavy week in terms mm-hmm. of deliverables, um, I felt that it was a true test to what I've learned over the past two years. In terms, of, I just felt that it, it wrapped everything up really well you know there's four presentations uh two major paper deliverables that took a a lot of work and and Mm -hmm. condensing information and and you know working as a team completing uh cases there's lots of interesting interesting stuff in it and i felt like i really executed well and that was because of the the past uh four terms that we that we had so Mm -hmm. that was that was challenging this week and I was really happy to be able to, uh, to be able to, to do it, what I thought was, was really well. And then reflecting on that at the start of, of this MBA, I remember the first Snapchat case that we did mm-hmm. and it, I was so nervous to, to present that it was online. I remember I probably spent like half a day just rehearsing it, maybe like 20 times to yeah. be able to actually. Yeah. <laughs> to try to nail, nail my three minute part, you know? And then this week I gave four presentations over two days and practiced each of them once. And I thought those presentations were so much better than that mm-hmm. Snapchat case that, mm-hmm. I, that I presented. So just, so that was a big challenge this week. And I, I'm happy to have, you know, learned all the experiences and ha- had all those experiences and, and learned so much from the past, uh, the past two years. So, so that was, uh, that was great. And then I guess, you know, the, the, the first part of the question was just the best experience that I've had yeah. or some of the, the highlights Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, you know, meeting, meeting all my friends at this program, connecting with people, class discussions were always interesting to hear just different perspectives, mm-hmm. um, case competitions, of course, D 700 was was fantastic. Uh, learning some of those presentation skills. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of highlights. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a great time. There's not one that necessarily sticks out as the highlight of the entire experience, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of fantastic moments that uh, that I really enjoyed, and I, I truly enjoyed the journey. And I, I'm I'm sure you probably have as as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it goes back to you know what we were saying about you know, making the most out of this experience. And I feel like both of us definitely did that. Like, I feel like we came in very intentional, you know, we're only going to be here for, for 20 months, less yep. than two years. 
Um, we're not going to let something like, like COVID slow us down. We're still going to make the most out of this experience because it's gone by really quickly. Um, it can it go really by. has flown by. <laughs> yeah. It can go by in like the blink of an eye. Um, so that's, that's great. And it's, it's, it's very cool to, to see you kind of like reflect on, you know, where you were at the start with that yeah. Snapchat case and where we've ended up now with four presentations in, in one week and maybe doing one, I know we, you know, we present together for P720 doing maybe one run through before just to make sure we're somewhere within that 15 minute ballpark. And then yeah, somewhat just, aligned uh, and perfect. Yeah. And then just, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, just let it go. And, and, uh, you know, and, and we did well. And, um, I think, uh, myself as well, I feel like I've gotten a lot more confident in, in that presentation, in my, in my presentation skills. Um, and I feel much more comfortable and D 700 definitely taught me this is just going, being comfortable and not, and being comfortable with not necessarily like having everything mapped out, not having a script mapped out in your head and just being more comfortable, just going up and talking and being more authentic Absolutely. in that way. Um, and that yeah. I agree with you has been, I think one of my biggest, biggest learnings throughout this, uh, this two years. Yeah. And, and just being able to, to stand up there and deliver that with confidence, just knowing yeah. your three main, main points and just being able to, okay, let's stand up, stand up here and, and just say what I'm going to say with, with confidence yeah. and, and it will flow, it will work. Yeah. But it, it does take some practice. hundred percent. But, uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's D700 was definitely, was definitely one of the best classes in terms of, of learning. It, it would be awesome if that class is, was everyone was able to take that. It'd be mm -hmm. great if everyone was take, able to take that class. Obviously, um, not necessarily possible. And obviously people wouldn't necessarily, everyone wouldn't necessarily want to, but I think mm -hmm. that is a true testament to, to an MBA student, what they can accomplish after sure. they do their MBA. Yeah. And if like, not like D700 specifically, because like you're saying, yeah, it's probably challenging with like case competitions and things like that, yeah, but some sort sure. of like presentation uh, themed course, um, I think would, would add definitely, uh, a lot of value. Um, hundred percent. Is there uh, outside of D 700, is there maybe like a favorite course, um, that you've, that you've had over this time? I knew this question was coming and I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about it for, for a while. And I'm, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily have any, any specific one. I know, mm -hmm. um, in terms of this, this year or this term, I really enjoyed uh, strategic management. I thought that was mm -hmm. a fun one. I enjoyed my ERP implementation class that yeah. I uh, that I took. I thought that was an interesting course. That for that class, we basically played a game, a simulation, yeah, for almost six weeks in a row, just learning the software. And okay. so we had our teams who were competing against each other, and yeah. and just basically what seemed like playing a video game. Uh, against the rest of the class, so cool. that was kind of kind of fun. <laughs> Every week, we'd you know you'd have your the actual course content and learn all about it. Yeah. And then after you were, uh, <laughs> you'd go to your teams and start playing this game. Mm -hmm. It was it was a lot of fun. So that was very cool. That was that was a good class too. No, those nice. are just in this terms. I know we had a, a whole bunch of good classes together as well. You, you and I some some uh, good analytics classes. So definitely, uh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that ERP uh, classes is very on brand for, uh, for you, Andrew. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I had to <laughs> de definitely saw that one coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. So, you know, you mentioned a little bit in the intro in terms of kind of what the next step uh, for you is starting with, uh, starting with Deloitte at the end of May. 
Um, I'm curious kind of what sparked that interest in consulting uh, for you. Like what, what was it about that whole realm of consulting that, that got you interested, that got you excited and, and made you want to pursue that? Yeah, great question. And I think it also stems back again to the enterprise experience. Mm-hmm. And I was reflecting when I started this MBA, okay, what do I, what do I love about this job that I'm doing now? Like what, what future job would have some of the elements that I truly love about what mm-hmm. I'm doing now? And, and some of the things that popped up were talking, talking with people, making mm-hmm. connections, uh, always trying to sell it not as they sell your, yourself, but your, your, your brand and, and the products you have to, to offer, but at the same time too, um, solving problems, mm-hmm. the biggest thing enterprise. As I said, I jumped around a whole bunch of different, uh, different branches as I climbed up the ladder, I guess. And each time I stepped into a new operation, new, new branch, there was an entire new challenge to be dealt with and to try to figure out. And, and yes, the core of them were pretty similar, but they all had their different elements, different yeah. different clients. And, and so that's what I really loved about con- the idea of consulting as well too, is that you would jump to a new business, you would analyze what is happening here and, and how I can help them get to a future state that is mm-hmm. better than, than where they are currently. So mm-hmm. that's very cool. the, the core of what I really liked about consulting. Yeah. Um, and that's where I, I think uh, it, it's a great fit for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And I really like how you kind of went through that journey. Cause I, I think that sometimes when we think about careers, um, I think, especially when, as like younger professionals, I think sometimes we can get so specific in what we want from a career. And sometimes I think we get too focused on, you know, what we want our job title to be. And I really like how you took the time to reflect on, you know, what, what are those core values, I guess, that, that I really enjoy about, you know, my enterprise experience for you is the relationship building, you know, the, the problem solving, um, and starting there and then finding, okay, consulting is an area that can meet some of those needs and meet some of those, you know, values and passions. Um, so I really like that approach of, you know, like figuring out what your professional values are first and what you want out of the career before you, you know, get super fixated on, um, you know, what that, what that job title will be. I think you need to kind of set that groundwork first before you're able to, to truly explore a new area and a, and a new passion and understand yeah. kind of what you want out of that. Absolutely. You know, it was interesting with that same kind of thought process is that, is that I didn't necessarily know what area of consulting I wanted to be mm-hmm. in to, to end up in. I, the, the uh, practice that I'm going into kind of found me to a degree when I was going through the process, but I knew I, I loved the idea of working at Deloitte. I thought Deloitte had a lot of great things to offer yeah. and just its it size, it's, it's what it stands for. Um, so I, I really wanted the, a job at Deloitte, but then uh, as a consultant, but I didn't necessarily know which, which area to go into. And then as I continued this, this MBA program, it got narrower and narrower and narrower mm-hmm. in terms of, okay, this is, this is an area where I can, I can, mm-hmm. I fit and I think I'll, I'll do well. So it's kind of, yeah, it was interesting, uh, interesting journey to, to get to that final. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's, that's, you know, one of the, also the good things about the MBA program is you get to explore a bunch of different things and then Absolutely. you are able to kind of like narrow down a little bit more. It's like, okay, I've tried out this. I wasn't a huge fan. That's fine. We'll move on to the next thing and, and just keep going. And then that way you're able to, uh, really, I think refine your focus a little bit and narrow down a little and narrow down a little bit more. I've always kind of compared this MBA 
uh, experience to kind of like my two-year playground. Like it's a two-year opportunity to just try out a bunch of different things. If I love it, great. I like found a new passion and I can dive a little bit deeper into that side. If I don't, you know what, it's fine. We'll move on to the next thing. It's a very low risk environment to try out a bunch of different things. And it seems like you had that approach to try things out in order to kind of narrow down your focus a little bit more um, in terms of areas of consulting. Yeah, I think um, especially with the co-op students, their ability to to try jobs out and, and organizations and yeah. really explore is is the co-op program really enables them to do that. I think that's a great great experience. Obviously, we were full time and we got mm-hmm. that that little uh, test run, I guess, yeah. in our summer internship. But uh, but yeah, definitely a good good playground, I guess, as you said for sure. <laughs> and like, I guess even if it's not necessarily like uh, trying it out in a, in a co-op term or, uh, you know, a summer internship, there's, yeah. you know, clubs, case competitions, like you can network and, and hear about their experiences that way. Like there's definitely different, different avenues to, to take for sure. Um, but I think, you know what, the, the biggest advice I always, um, speak to on, you know, ambassador events and things like that, just, you know, try as many different things as, as you can. Um, cause, cause there's, there's no downside really. Uh, no, if you don't exactly. like it, sure. That's fine. That's, that's what this whole experience is about. Figuring out what you Absolutely. like and what you don't like. Yeah. Uh, time to, time to put yourself out there. Yeah. Try, try it out. See exactly. Think. Yeah. Awesome. I love that approach. Um, so this kind of brings us to our charity break in the podcast. Uh, so this is something that I started up on season two. Um, I feel like, uh, especially during COVID, a, a lot of charitable organizations have, have probably been hurting a little bit more um, or have been hurting a little bit more. Um, and things are starting to bounce back a little bit more, but I feel like it's always nice to kind of highlight some of these organizations and especially highlight some of the organizations that are important to our, our guests. So I always like to kind of offer up this opportunity um, as well as something new for this season. I'll be making a donation to whichever episode or whichever charity with the, to the corresponding episode will uh, gets the most listens. Um, so there's kind of like that incentive as well. So Andrew, uh, talk to us about the charity that you have chosen and why they are important to you. So my charity that I've chosen is, is Sons of Spiree. And so this charity, what it does is it helps send kids to camp mm-hmm. um, in, in Ontario. So I I went to Camp Anaka when I was young. Uh, it was a month-long camp. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a lot of time there yeah. and I truly attribute a lot of my successes and development of who I am today to the experiences going to camp year mm-hmm. after year and building some great friendships and learning a ton of experiences. Uh, and so I, Sons of Swiree, so it helps send kids to camp who, who might not be able to, to afford the, uh, a camp experience. And I think, you know, everyone should have a, a, a a camp experience in my mm-hmm. perspective, because I think it really truly uh, builds uh, individuals at a young age and helps them grow and, and accomplish. Yeah. So this is a, a charity that I've uh, donated to and, and, and heard about and, and been a part of, I guess, for, for a long time. So it's, uh, it's great to, to see that, you know, to have them do what they're doing for, to give back to the community yeah. um, and, uh, and send kids to camp. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, um, I was a camp counselor, uh, for a few summers, you know, nice. growing up in, in high school. 
Um, and then, yeah, I, I totally agree. Camp was a huge experience in my life and I was, I was very fortunate to be able to go, uh, most summers to, uh, some sort of summer camp. Um, and totally agree. It's a, it's a huge experience for kids and I think really helps to develop the, develop them, like you said, at a, at a, at a young age and, um, start building, uh, some of those skills, um, like leadership and, and so many other things. Um, so yeah, thank you for, Absolutely. yeah, thank you for highlighting them and, uh, we'll make sure to, you know, tag them on social media when this episode goes out, as well as we'll have the, uh, the link to their website in the show notes. So listeners definitely go, uh, go check them out. Perfect. Thank so, you. So yeah, of course. Um, uh, so now we kind of going to pivot to the topic of leadership. Um, so I'm always curious cause I, I love to highlight, um, influential leaders, um, on, on this podcast. So talk to us a little bit about a leader who you've worked with so far in your career, uh, it could be career, it could be school, whatever the case may be life in general. Um, but a leader that you found influential, someone that's had a, an impact on you and what was it about them? What was it about their style of leadership? And is there anything that you're looking to you know, take from their approach and apply it to your own approach towards leadership? For sure. The, the person that jumps to mind uh, right off the, the bat, and again, sorry, listeners, that I keep on bringing up enterprise, but <laughs> we had a, a general man. We had a general manager when I was there, um, uh, JT, and he was only working in the, the London area for uh, a couple of years, but he made a massive impact on the group. It was quite impressive. And, and what what made him such a, a a great leader? I was thinking one of the things that I was thinking that he's able to really do is he's really able to change not his leadership style, but change his way of communicating to whoever he's interacting with instantly and to be able to bring out the best in them. So I think one of the things that he's really, he was really able to do is he's really held true to his values. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think great leaders always need to, to stay true to their values and the organization's values, but need to adapt to who they're, who they're leading. Mm-hmm. I guess, right? If, if someone needs to, uh, you know, someone needs, needs some support or someone needs some, some tough love or, or some, some guidance, whatever it is, to be able to adapt your communication style to, to match what they, they need in the moment to be able to help and bring, bring the most out of them. And I, I think he was really able to do that. And he was really able to do that effectively, almost from afar mm-hmm. in terms of he'd be addressing a room and you know, he, depending on who was in that room, he could connect with the people in that room. Whereas he then, we then go to a social and have a different set of people. And he, he changed not his, uh, not his demeanor, but his, the, his approach and everyone just connected with him and, and mm-hmm. wanted to hear more from his perspectives and, and what he had to say, because he was uh, so great at igniting passion yeah. and, and bringing the best out of, out of individuals. So that was, that was really interesting. He was, he was a great leader. Um, I also found this, this quote on LinkedIn this morning, I was just kind of scrolling through and, mm-hmm. and, and this quote really resonated with me. It kind of has to do with the same situation of, of what I just said. So I'll, I'll read it. Um, a person who feels appreciated will always do more than what is expected. Mm-hmm. And again, that's yeah. kind of the same situation of, of what he was able to, to do. And, and many other, 
leaders that I've had in, in, in my experience from work and from, from outside of work. But yeah, when, when you make someone feel appreciated, they will, it brings the best out of them and, and yeah. they will do more than what is expected, which I, I guess is, you know, elevates the entire system, the entire ecosystem, the entire culture. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my example of someone who, who yeah. was a great leader and, and why he, why he was uh, such a great leader. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like it's, it's such a, it's, it can be a tough thing to balance as well. Like, um, you know, totally important. I actually, for my leadership class, we, we recently read a book called, you know, discovering your true North. And it's all about kind of that, you know, authentic leadership, um, and kind of finding it, figuring out what your true North is, what your own internal values are and kind of stemming your approach to leadership and, and working with others from that, you know, that North star or that true North. Um, well, also, like you were saying, kind of like, not necessarily like adapt. Well, yeah, I guess like adapting how you're communicating with the people on your team in order to, you know, get the best out of them. Um, and I've, I've said this a couple of times on, on the podcast and, um, I probably said this in, in P720 as well, but, you know, I feel like leadership when you're in that leadership position, like your, your role is to help make the people around you successful. Like you're not in that individual Absolutely. contributor role anymore. Like your success depends on getting the best out of the people on your team and helping them become successful. Um, And it seems like that example uh, from enterprise, like that leader was, was definitely able to do that um, in order to kind of like get the best out of, out of the team. Um, So I think that's, that's a great example of like, you know what, staying true to your values, but also knowing, you know, when you need to adapt to get the best out of, out of your teams. Yeah. And I don't think he was doing this, uh, maybe even intentionally. He mm-hmm. was just such a natural leader that he was able to do it automatically. Yeah. That just, he could just flip a switch and and now he was someone that everyone wanted to be around and, and, yeah. and follow. And, but then he would go to, to the next room and, and be, you know, have to give a stern, stern talking to, or some, mm-hmm. some advice, yeah. I guess, <laughs> to, to a, a group of people that, that drove the business forward. Yeah. For him, right. It was, uh, it, he was an impressive guy. Without yeah. A doubt. Amazing. Uh, so last question I have for you okay. is obviously we're, you know, we're getting close to that grad again, we're getting close to that graduation mark where the, the finish line is a few days away. Yep. Um, a few days. Here we come. Yeah, exactly. If, uh, if you were to give one piece of advice to either, you know, yourself back in August, 2020, when you started off this program or to, you know, new, new students that are starting off their MBA experience, uh, this coming fall, what would you, what would you tell them? I think we touched on a lot of points already that mm-hmm. I would suggest. And in particular, the, the one that comes to mind is when we were talking about putting yourself out there and really yeah. trying everything. And, and this is the, the playground to be able to, to try things out and really f- find what you want to do going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I would say is don't stress too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything, if you, if you, if you work hard and you drive yourself forward and put yourself out there, um, things will, things will work out. So, uh, and, and when they don't just get back up and and keep on, keep on going, keep on working hard. Uh, so stress can be a a strong motivator. It can also be debilitative. Mm -hmm. So, uh, don't, don't worry about, don't stress out too much and just uh, enjoy the, the coaster of, of this MBA and, and, uh, take, 
you know, give, give back a lot, but also take a lot from the experience without a doubt. Yeah. I think that's great advice. This, you're going to be in this program for two years. That's way too long to take it too seriously and, you know, just have your head down and, uh, you know, in a textbook for, for the whole time. So, you know, definitely make the most out of the, that experience, but also have some fun along the way. Um, I feel like, especially, you know, you touched on that relationship building as well earlier. Like, I feel like when you're able to let those walls down, really like let your personality come through, joke around, have fun, both, you know, in classrooms. Cause I feel like professors appreciate that, especially in Absolutely. a zoom setting where, you know, when you can, uh, can have some more fun and keep things a little bit more lighthearted in the classroom, as well as outside of the classroom, when you're kind of developing those relationships as well, having, having fun through the process is, uh, is I think one of the, you know, a huge part of this whole experience. Absolutely. So totally agree. Well, Andrew, um, you're out of the hot seat now. If you have any questions for me, now is the time. Oh, I didn't think of uh, any questions. <laughs> I should have. I should have done that. That's interview 101. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd love to hear. I'm not sure if someone else has, has asked this on the on the podcast, but I'd love to hear what your highlight was from this MBA experience, or, or maybe the highlight from the podcast. Let's let's say that because this is the final episode with a, with a host. Mm-hmm. Maybe what was, what has been the highlight of, uh, of, of putting this together? Um, it's, it's tough to pick just one. Um, and I think part of that is because of kind of like the nature of the podcast, because, you know, every episode I'm, I'm talking to someone brand new and, uh, you know, hearing, hearing a brand new story. Um, so people often ask me, you know, like, what's your favorite episode? And like, I can never pick because every episode no, is, is so yeah. different. Um, but I say that in itself is kind of my favorite, has been my favorite experience um, with this podcast. I feel like just being able to have the opportunity to be a storyteller and help facilitate um, that experience for, for people to share their stories has been great. Um, I feel like everyone's story has value and everyone's story deserves to be told. And I feel like during COVID times, it was, it was harder to do that in a virtual setting. So I feel like, you know, this podcast has, has been able to kind of like facilitate that for some people, which I've, I've really loved. Um, also, I think just on a personal end, I think I've, I've grown and I've learned a lot through this podcast. You know, we were talking about D700 and how you know, I've become, um, I feel like a much more comfortable communicator and presenter uh, because of D700. But I think a big part of that has also been through this podcast as well. And Absolutely. I've definitely become, I feel like much more comfortable just you know, just speaking. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty introverted person. Um, so, you know, even just starting up this podcast was a huge, just kind of like jump in the deep end for yep. me, but I thought, you know what, going back to that playground mentality and just trying a bunch of different things out. It's like, you know what, let's just try this out. If it, you know, gain some traction, if people like it, we'll keep it going. Um, if not, at least I tried it. So, Absolutely. you know, jumped in head first and, uh, but, you know, was a, was a fantastic experience. So both on the the personal level in terms of, you know, developing my own skills, becoming a more comfortable community, but also, you know, on the, on the larger community level and being able to, you know, facilitate and and share some, uh, some amazing stories of, of people that are within this community. Absolutely. I had a mentor at the start of this program that said that in your, especially when we were on a zoom setting, she Mm -hmm. said, reach out to people randomly and that are yeah. in your program and just set up coffee chats with them. Yeah. So that's the best way to, to meet a lot of individuals and, and hear stories. And you have truly done that to the extreme. 
<laughs> I commend you for doing that for sure. Well, <laughs> well done to, to build this, uh, this digital community and, and uh, to be able to share those stories. You know, I appreciate being able to, to share my story a bit more and I hope uh, listeners have enjoyed hearing my story. So thank you for providing me that opportunity. Of course, of course. I I know that they've enjoyed this one, Andrew. They, I, I don't know how they could not. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> um, on that note, if anyone has you know listened to this and has questions for you, they want to learn a little bit more about you, your story, maybe how to train for uh, for a half Ironman or anything like that, get some training tips, uh, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? LinkedIn is what I would say. For sure. Just, uh, just look for my name and I'll be there. And, and yeah. yeah, any, any questions for future MBA students, for anyone that's wanting to connect or yeah, absolutely. If you want to ask me how to train for a triathlon, I can help yeah. with that too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Andrew. Well, Hey, thanks a lot, man, for, uh, for hopping on the podcast, uh, being the final episode with, uh, with a guest um on this on this series which is you know i couldn't think of anyone better to end this end this off with uh we'll have one more kind of like series finale uh coming in the next couple of weeks but last one with a guest so you know thank you again man for for being here and it's uh, it's been a pleasure as always thanks for having me Appreciate all right it. take care man bye Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at Building Digital Community, or you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Chirag Shed24. I'll see you next time. Take care and stay safe.